Tito Ortiz was one of the first names that I got to know when I first became a fan of MMA, and with very good reason because not only was he a huge star early on in the UFC, but he was also the company's light heavyweight champion, and this was during a time when the sport was still illegal in many states. But the blonde haired trash talker from Huntington Beach spawned many fans as well as many haters. So how good was Tito Ortiz actually? Hey guys, it's Keon, and today we're going to talk about the Huntington Beach bad boy, Jacob Ortiz, who is better known as Tito Ortiz. Till this day, Tito's career still receives mixed reception from the MMA world. Some people People see him as the former UFC light heavyweight champion who dominated for years early in his career. But many view him as a meme who talks a lot of trash and loses a lot of fights. So I wanted to make this video to get a clear idea of how good Tito Ortiz actually was. Before we get to it, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. If you become an undisputed member, you can get early access to my YouTube videos and a shout out before each one. I also want to announce the launch of the Keon Kamara podcast, a podcast where I upload all the audio from my videos, as well as fight card recaps that come out the day after the event. So please subscribe now on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now let's get to it. The 22-year-old Tito began his MMA career in 1997 at UFC 17. He fought West Britain in an alternate bout that had no pay or fight contract. Ortiz secured the takedown easily and began throwing heavy ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. The fight lasted 31 seconds. This win earned him a spot in the light heavyweight tournament final against Guy Mesger that same night after Guy's original opponent, Ensign Inouye, pulled out due to injury. Tito looked good early as he threw heavy hands that forced Mesger to shoot for a takedown, but Ortiz defended it and began throwing knees to Guy's head which eventually opened up a cut and stopped the fight for a bit. When they resumed, Tito went for a takedown, but in the process, Guy secured a guillotine that forced a tap. After his first pro loss, Tito picked up a win outside of the UFC against Jeremy Screeden. He denied Jeremy's takedowns which led to heavy knees and punches that forced the ref to step in. The fight lasted for 16 seconds. Ortiz went back to the UFC to fight Jerry Bolander. It was a dominant performance by Tito who controlled the fight everywhere from the feet to the ground. Credit to Jerry for showing how tough he was in this fight. The fight finally ended by doctor stoppage after Ortiz threw ground and pound that opened a cut under Bolander's eye. Immediately after, Tito shot finger pistols towards Jerry's team, the Lions Den. And the feud between the two sides continued at UFC 19 when Tito fought Guy Mesger for a second time. Mesger was a member of the Lions Den as well. Much like their first fight, Ortiz was the aggressor everywhere it went. The fight ended in under 10 minutes after Tito continued beating Guy with ground and pound before Big John stepped in. After this win, Ortiz gave a couple of birdies to the Lions Den corner which got head trainer and founder Ken Shamrock absolutely livid. Tito's next fight was for the UFC middleweight belt against champion, Lions Den fighter and brother of Ken, Frank Shamrock. Side note, the light heavyweight division back in the day was called the middleweight division, and the change to light heavyweight wouldn't be made until UFC 31. Frank was looking to make this his fourth title defense, but the goal slowly began to look out of his reach as Tito was controlling the fight by taking down Shamrock and throwing ground and pound. He did this through rounds 1 and 3, and in the beginning of the fourth, the momentum was continuing in Tito's favor, until Frank reversed Ortiz while off his back. This led to them standing back up and that's when Shamrock began to throw a barrage of punches that forced Tito to shoot for a takedown. Frank got a hold of a guillotine choke before letting it go and finishing the fight by ground and pound. It was a crazy comeback, yet a very unfortunate loss for Ortiz. But luckily for him, Frank Shamrock decided to leave the UFC after this fight which gave Tito the opportunity to fight for the vacant belt at UFC 25 against Vanderlei Silva. The first two rounds were all Tito as Vanderlei had no answer for his wrestling. Then in the third, Silva hurt Tito with a right hand and the fight looked moments away from ending. But Ortiz survived by securing another takedown. And that wrestling narrative continued in the fourth and fifth, which was more than enough for Tito to win the UFC middleweight championship by unanimous decision. His first title defense was at UFC 29 against Yuki Kondo. Yuki immediately connected with a flying knee that had Ortiz in trouble, but he survived and began to 
taking over the fight by securing a takedown and landing ground and pound. He eventually won in under 2 minutes by securing a cobra choke that forced the tap. At UFC 30, Tito fought Evan Tanner. After a few exchanges on the feet, Ortiz got a hold of Evan and slammed him to the ground which knocked him out. The fight lasted 30 seconds. At UFC 32, Tito was set to defend his newly named light heavyweight title against Elvis Sinosik. And it was another impressive performance by Tito who took Elvis down and finished him off with heavy ground and pound before the end of the first round. At UFC 33, Ortiz fought Vladimir Matyushenko. This fight went the full 5 rounds and all of them were in favor for Ortiz who secured takedowns every round and battered Matyushenko with ground and pound. This win earned him the unanimous decision and tied him for the most title defenses in light heavyweight history at 4. Which meant his next title defense was going to be record breaking. And to make this even bigger, it was against Lions Den founder and former UFC superweight champion, Ken Shamrock. This was the rivalry of all rivalries, which made it one of the most anticipated fights in UFC history. And it also garnered mainstream media attention, which was unheard of at this point in MMA. This hype continued in the beginning of the fight when both men rocked each other on the feet early. But then Tito secured a takedown and began to batter Shamrock on the floor, which left him visibly exhausted. This continued in rounds 2 and 3. And even when the fight was on the feet, Ortiz was the aggressor as he was the fresher fighter in comparison to Ken. The beating was too much and after the end of the third, Shamrock's corner threw in the towel. Tito defended his belt for a record breaking fifth time, and the success of this fight saved the UFC from going bankrupt. There were talks of Ortiz fighting his friend and former training partner Chuck Liddell who was the clear number one contender at that point. But Tito refused to fight him, so instead he fought Randy Couture who became the interim light heavyweight champion when he beat Chuck at UFC 43. The build up to this fight was filled with lots of trash talk from Tito, and he was seen as a favorite going into this fight as he established himself as a dominant champion, and Couture on the other hand was 40 years old. But that didn't stop him from dominating Ortiz from rounds 1 to 5. For the first time in Tito's career, he was the one being out-wrestled. The dominant performance by Randy earned him the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship which ended Ortiz's 3.5 year run. Respect to Tito for wrapping the belt around Couture's waist. He vowed to come back with a win in his next fight which was a highly anticipated matchup against Chuck Liddell at UFC 47. Although Ortiz was pressing forward more, Chuck was connecting with the better shots and also denied Tito's attempts to take the fight down. Near the end of the first, Liddell connected with a bunch of hands and a high kick that seemed to have Ortiz in trouble before the bell rang. But in the second Chuck seemed to have poked Tito in the eye, and although he was visibly affected by it, Big John allowed the fight to continue which gave Liddell the opportunity to throw a flurry of punches that dropped Ortiz and called an end to the fight. Tito confirmed after that it was Chuck's thumb that poked him in the eye which caused him to see nothing but black. Regardless, Ortiz came back at UFC 50 to fight Patrick Cote. Although he got dropped early with a right hand by Cote, Tito dominated the rest of the fight with his wrestling, which earned him the unanimous decision. At UFC 51, he fought former UFC light heavyweight champion Vitor Belfort. In round 1, Vitor dropped Ortiz, but Tito secured a takedown and threw down heavy ground and pound. In the second, Vitor denied Ortiz's takedowns and ended up on top where he landed some ground and pound of his own. But once again near the end of the round, Tito secured another takedown and remained on top. It seems to have been an even fight going into the third, and the final round most definitely went to Ortiz who took down the tired Vitor multiple times and controlled him on the ground. This performance was enough for Tito to win the fight by split decision. And afterwards, he got called out by Chuck Liddell and Ken Shamrock who were in the crowd that evening. Ortiz made his return at UFC 59 against the Ultimate Fighter Season 1 winner, Forrest Griffin. In the opening round, Tito immediately secured a takedown and began throwing elbows that cut open Griffin. And even though Forrest managed to get up and connect with some punches, Ortiz secured another takedown before the end of the round. But in round 2, Forrest began denying Tito's takedown attempts and picked him apart on the feet. The same thing happened in the third round. Ortiz was unable to secure takedowns which gave Griffin the opportunity to take over on the feet. But near the final minute, Tito secured a takedown. Yet Forrest was staying active off his back with hard shots. And to close the fight, he got back up and continued to swing till the bell. 
Honestly, I thought Forrest won this fight, but two of the judges thought Ortiz did enough, so he won by split decision. At UFC 61, Tito fought Ken Shamrock for a second time. Prior to their bout, they were coaches on The Ultimate Fighter, and aside from the obvious tension between the bitter rivals, Tito was very impressive as a coach as he put more effort into the role than most fighters in previous and future seasons. Ken rushed in immediately only to get tied up by Ortiz who slammed him to the mat. It was a matter of time before Tito threw elbows that forced Herb Dean to step in. But the stoppage had its controversy as Ken and many in the audience believed it was early. In my opinion, I've seen stoppages that were way worse than that. I thought it was actually a pretty good stoppage, but due to the popularity of their feud, the UFC decided to run the fight back for a third time. Much like the second one, this fight made its way to the ground early before Tito finished off Ken with ground and pound in under 3 minutes. Although Ortiz gave Shamrock middle fingers initially, he eventually made amends with Ken. This win earned him a title shot against light heavyweight champion Chuck Liddell. Their highly anticipated rematch went down at UFC 66. Tito pressed forward early and connected with some nice shots on the feet. But Chuck almost finished the fight near the end of the round after he connected with a big left hand. In the second, both fighters were feeling each other out on the feet with the biggest action being a takedown from Ortiz. Then in round 3, Chuck connected with a barrage of punches that dropped Tito before he was finished by more strikes on the ground. After this loss, Ortiz fought Rashad Evans. The first round was very competitive in the clinch and stand-up, but Tito most likely won the round by securing a couple of takedowns. In round 2, he secured a couple more, but then Ortiz had a point taken away due to holding the fence a couple times, which is a shame because it was a round that he was winning, but now the round was scored as a 9-9 due to the point deduction. Evans won the third round with his striking and a takedown, which ultimately led to the judges scoring the fight as a draw. At UFC 83, Tito fought Lyoto Machida. Machida was able to avoid most of Ortiz's attacks. It was reminiscent of a bull and a matador. Machida also kept the distance with kicks and secured the only takedown in the fight. He was close to finishing Tito in the third with a knee to the liver, but Ortiz survived and was close to locking in a triangle and an armbar while off his back. But the Hail Mary submission was released. Ref Eve Levine also fell in this fight and the crowd loved it, but Tito went on to lose by unanimous decision. Following this fight, he had surgery due to years of injuries that started from the Randy fight. So after a year and a half long layoff due to injury and doing some color commentating for Affliction Entertainment, Tito came back at UFC 107 6 and fought Forrest Griffin for a second time. Although Ortiz secured takedowns in rounds 1 and 2, Forrest was the aggressor on the feed as he threw many leg kicks throughout the fight and effectively stopped all of Tito's takedown attempts in the third. The fight was close but Forrest Griffin won by split decision. After another year-long layoff due to injuries and coaching the ultimate fighter opposite Chuck Liddell, Ortiz came back at UFC 121 to fight Matt Hamill. For 3 rounds, Hamill was the aggressor on the feet and on the ground, which gave him the unanimous decision and led to Tito's third straight loss. So going into his fight at UFC 132, against Ryan Bader, he was not only a massive underdog, but his job with the promotion was definitely on the line. Yet under all the pressure, Ortiz shocked the MMA world when he connected with a right hand that dropped Bader before securing a guillotine choke that forced a tap. The fight lasted less than 2 minutes, and it was also Tito's first win in 4.5 years. I put this moment up there with Bisping winning the belt because in similarity, both men had their share of troubles before securing the big win. And this win against Ryan Bader aged like fine wine due to how successful he became after this. But unfortunately, the momentum was short-lived as Tito lost to Rashad Evans in their rematch. I will give it to him that he took this fight on 2 weeks notice. But in contrast to their first fight which was close, Rashad was the aggressor for most of it before he finished Ortiz in the second round with a knee to the body followed by strikes. And that finish was similar in his next fight against Antonio Rogerio Noguera. A fight where Noguera connected with big knees and punches before finishing off Tito with ground and pound. Tito also stated that he had a neck injury going into this fight. So in his next fight at UFC 148 against Forrest Griffin in a rubber match, Ortiz stated that it would be the final one of his career. The UFC even inducted him into their Hall of Fame prior to the fight. And Tito looked pretty good early as he secured multiple takedowns and knocked Forrest down twice in this fight. But overall, Griffin was the aggressor on the feed and maintained more octagon control. 
which seemed to be enough to give him the unanimous decision. In the post-fight interview with Forrest, Ortiz confirmed that it was his final fight and that he was retiring from the sport. After this, he opened up a sports management company where he became the manager for Chris Cyborg. But that ended in 2014, and Tito's next move was to get back into fighting. But instead of going back to the UFC, he signed with Bellator. His first fight was against Bellator middleweight champion, Alexander Shlomenko. Although Alexander was moving up to 205, he was on a 13-fight win streak and had an overall record of 50-7. and seven. But Tito's size proved to be too much as he was able to take down Shlomenko and finish him with an arm triangle choke in under 3 minutes. At Bellator 131, he fought former UFC veteran, Stefan Bonner. It was a classic wrestler versus striker bout that was back and forth throughout the 3 rounds. But Ortiz did enough to win by split decision. These two wins earned him a title shot against Bellator light heavyweight champion, Liam McGeary. Tito looked good early by securing the takedown and maintaining top control for most of the round. He found some trouble when Liam tried to lock up an armbar, but Ortiz survived and just as the round was about to end, McGeary finished the fight with an inverted triangle choke. Tito came back at Bellator 170 to fight former UFC top contender Chael Sonnen. He also announced that it would be his final fight. Chael was very close to securing the Darce choke early on, but Ortiz survived and came back with a rear naked choke that forced Sonnen to tap. Tito won his final fight and seemed to have got the storybook ending that he deserved. If only it was his final fight, because in November of 2018, Ortiz came out of retirement to fight Chuck Liddell for a third time, with this fight being under Oscar De La Hoya's Golden Boy promotion. Chuck was 48 years old at this point, with the last time he fought being 8 years ago. In comparison to Tito who was 43 and still in fight shape, and that on paper should have told us enough that this fight was not only going to be a beatdown by Tito, but also a fight that should have never been allowed to happen. Liddell quickly gassed out which gave Ortiz the confidence to press forward with punches that ended the fight. Although Tito said that this was a one and done fight and that he was going to be returning to retirement, he came back a year later to fight former WWE champion and Combate Americas president Alberto Patron. Ortiz out-wrestled Alberto for most of the first round before securing the rear naked choke. This was Tito's last fight as of right now, but he did sign a multi-fight deal with Combate Americas, so I do believe we will see him again. So after going 21-12-1 in a career that saw him become the UFC light heavyweight champion, how good was Tito Ortiz actually? In his prime, he seemed unstoppable. His wrestling skills translated perfectly into the early years of the UFC. His striking on the feet wasn't bad, but it wasn't his specialty in comparison to his vicious ground and pound, which may be one of the best in MMA history as he was able to finish his fights while in his opponent's guard. His run between 1997 and 2002 is one of the most legendary in MMA, and I include the losses to Guy Mesger and Frank Shamrock because those were fights he was dominating in before getting caught. In this time, he defended the belt 5 times which was a light heavyweight record for a long time before John Jones came around and broke it. But that itself took 11 years to do which shows how difficult it is to defend the UFC light heavyweight championship. And in my opinion, Tito's championship reign would have lasted longer had he not sustained so many injuries. I know MMA fans dislike Ortiz for using injuries as an excuse as to why he lost fights, and I agree to an extent, but injuries truly did derail his career. He constantly had issues with his back, neck, and knees. And after watching his career from beginning to end, I really saw how this affected his speed, power, and aggression. Tito used to run through his opponents, but after so many injuries, he became more hesitant in attacking and was unable to assert his dominance like he had done early on. I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. I also put him in my top 10 for greatest light heavyweights of all time. Aside from his fighting, he was a controversial figure in MMA. Ortiz had many fans as well as many haters. And among those haters was his boss, UFC president Dana White. But in my opinion, I think a lot of Tito's persona is an act. And I think that stems from his rivalry with Ken Shamrock and the Lion's Den. Tito realized that his bad boy image wasn't going to be accepted by everyone. But it still brought him attention and because of that, he became one of the biggest stars which not only helped the sport become popular in North America, but also made the name Tito Ortiz 
Ortiz, a staple in MMA. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Tito Ortiz actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.